their life, their marriage, their business, taking things that, hey, listen, uh, you know, uh, we have to approach this in this manner, get serious about it, give effort. You know, first they start learning with their marriage and with their family. And, they, and you take that and you apply it to everything in your life if you want to win. You know, uh, people I heard uh, the same pastor say, people say, well, uh, it's, lo- it's lonely at the top. You know, people said that before, it's lonely. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, it's fun at the top. <laughs> right? Winning is fun. If you watch, you know, all of us know about the Super Bowl. You watch the Super Bowl and you see people, when they be celebrating, man. Jumping up and down and, you know, screaming and hollering. Got to hugging their kids, all that kind of stuff. That's It's fun to win. Because what happened? Winning don't just represent one day or one occasion. Winning represents the, the battle. It represents everything that you denied yourself. Every time you kept going, when, when you had the chance to quit. And that on that time when you feel like and so you, winning can happen over and over. You got certain marks that we need to do a better job celebrating victory. Oh. Yep. Right? We need to do a better job. Every time something good happens, we need to celebrate it. Yes, sir. One of the things I want to do in the service is I want to, man, always make it where we have opportunity somebody tells a testimony of something good that happened. We always need to hear that, that our, putting our faith in God is working. Right? So whenever something good happens for somebody, we want them to. You know, and y'all remind me to say that, uh, Pastor Ben, Pastor yes, Glory, y'all get up there and say that. Hey, if you got something good to happen, we want to know. Amen. Right? We want to celebrate. Have people celebrate their wins when stuff, good stuff happens. We want to. We want to celebrate it. Uh, and because it, what, the same way David, David celebrated his two victories and that prepared him to go on to the greatest battle of his life. He said, "I killed the lion. I killed the bear." You know, that's what makes me feel like I can do this. Right, so the next thing I was I would uh, write down is that, uh, that 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 not giving up or, or perseverance mm-hmm. is a habit. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Perseverance is a habit. So uh, if you like, uh, quitting is a bad habit unless it's something that you need to quit. Mm-hmm. Smoking, that's a good habit to quit. Go ahead and quit that. <laughs> right, yeah, right. But but giving up on uh, don't listen. I don't take on projects that I don't intend to see through. Yeah. I had to learn that. That's right. If I'm not going to finish it, I'm not going to start it. Right? Because, and I'm going to tell you why I did that. Because I understand I'm creating a habit. Yeah. Right? If I go off half cock and start something and I don't finish it, then I'm making a habit. I'm, I'm, putting, I'm, I'm, I'm establishing a pattern of quitting, of giving up. If I ain't gonna win at it, I'm, or give it my now at a certain point, sometimes you might have just missed God. It ain't gonna work, you know. And then you just have to shut it down, right? I'm not beyond that. But but if I do that, you know, once in my lifetime, you know, I think that's that's enough, you know. Uh, but I shouldn't be doing that all the time. Every time I look around, oh, we ain't doing that no more. We're doing this, right? So I have uh, friends of mine that you know start different businesses, and that, and they say well, it just wasn't working. But but the other friends start the same business, and it's working for him. It's, and and it, well, are both of y'all believers. So is God like him more than he like you? No, he puts the effort in, and he don't quit at it. When every week you got something new you're working on, you know. So no, so we have to make it what that's a that's a, you create habits within yourself. Don't start things that you don't plan to finish. Them. Right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I read this or somebody told it to me or whatever. So y'all told it to me. I wrote it down. I don't know where I got it from. But anyway, it's 
just fits right along with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I, and this is what I put in, in some of the note thing. It says, failure is not failing at a thing. Did you tell me that? Who told you No, but I've heard it before. First failure is nerd. quitting yeah. after you have failed at a thing. Oh, wow, well, yeah. And I just, I just got this, like, Monday or Tuesday. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah. yeah. Say it again. Failure is not failing at a thing. Failure is quitting after you have failed at a thing. Right. Yeah. right. So, so In other words, it didn't go the way you wanted it to or as other people expected you to. So then you just get up and quit because, no, no. if God yeah, if God. God put you on that project, then he's going to see you through. Chances are you need to check yourself. Maybe you're not doing it as unto God or... As he told you to do it. Maybe you're being impatient. Maybe you're, you know, using other resources that he didn't tell you to use. You know what I'm saying? So you can't just give up because it didn't turn out the way you thought, maybe, or other people thought that it would come out. You know, then just keep keep going. Don't stop. Yeah. Listen, and some of the things that I'm going to teach in this class is not going to directly relate to what we're doing here. If I can build you as a person, Mm -hmm. then then you're going to bring your person into our organization. So you'll be strong. So... Uh, but yeah, so but that's a habit. So listen, don't be, before you start things, a project, before you start like your business, okay? Uh, now, right now, your mind is 100% made up. Yes. I'm doing this, right? And what, what has happened since you made up your mind you're doing it? Yeah. It made a difference, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that's the way you have to be. Before you start something, no matter what that looks like, if it's a Bible study or whatever that is, now, sometimes stuff is temporary, right? And sometimes things are seasonal. I'm not saying that. But but as a whole, you know the difference between, hey, I'm spearheading this, and this is something that's going to be pretty significant in my life. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? So you, those type of things you really need to to uh, to make sure, hey, look, I heard from God. And again, like I said, sometimes stuff, I'm not talking about seasonal, temporary stuff. That ain't what I'm talking about. Okay? I'm talking about businesses, I'm talking about uh, big projects that you start. You know what I mean? Just don't do it. This whole thing, when I started this, again, uh, the the players, and I know players and people that help out from one time to the next, they're going to come and they're going to go. But for me and and Pastor Lori, we we have to, we know we have to, we have to do this. You know what I mean? I don't have a choice. Not just the restaurant, but the church. Right? I'm, I'm telling you, when we first came here to the church, and guys... You know, because some, some of you guys may find yourself pastoring at some point, all right? And sometimes people go pastor and it's a temporary thing. They're just going to be there for a while. But when we came here, I knew this wasn't no quick temporary. We're going to be here for a little while. I knew we were going to be here for a minute, right? So uh, when I come in and I look, I knew, I knew when I got here that I was different from everybody in this joint. I knew it. <laughs> no, it was that wasn't that was obvious, but that wasn't the thing. It was just my my personality and my experiences were different. Right, and my preaching's different. There you go. Thank you. That she hit it on the head. Your mindset. My mindset. My approach to stuff was different. I knew that, man. So when we came, I, I like inevitably this is going this is going to present some challenges at some point. I knew it would, and so. Uh, when we got to the point to where, but but I'm gonna tell you something now. I can tell the story. That's right. Right? I can tell the story. That's one thing that sticking with something will do. It will enable you to tell the story. Right? 
it will enable you to tell a story to somebody else who's maybe in that spot, right? So so we didn't know. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen. I knew something was going to happen at some point, though. You know, and thank God that he started sending people. Who got here first? You and it. Y'all and it. They got here first. They got here before? All right. So thank God when he sent the Gibsons, I didn't know what he was doing. I just know, hey, something about them people. I think my prophetic was working with them. So God would have me speak to them a lot, but I knew they were going to play a role. And then, right. <laughs> and then, then they came, you know, after that. And, uh, and I mean, because it, it was tough if God hadn't started bringing people, you know, but, but he was, I was, and I would go talk to God. Sometimes, listen, sometimes when you're on a project, and it's hard that you go ask God something. God don't come back right then. That's right. He don't tell you something right then. He, uh, you know, he just seemed like he'd be like, it's like God, I'm in trouble down here. <laughs> come on with some information, like right now, and God be, yeah. He won't come with the information immediately. But the, but the mindset of that's why it's so important when you take on something, you start something, you understand. You and God need to discuss it. I told him. Went to the house and talked to the kids. Yeah. Right? That's how serious I take this. I didn't just say, hey, you know, is God bringing y'all? <clears throat> no, I went over there and looked him in the face. Yeah. And Lord knows we needed him to show up at the time. Oh, boy, I needed him to be here. Uh, but I couldn't just, wasn't going to let it pass like that. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure it was a God thing because I didn't want them to come. And then, you know, hey, they're gone. You know, yeah. I, I had a friend of mine that came for just a quick minute like that. And, uh, but uh, that's a habit. That's a habit that he does. He don't stick with stuff. And it's causing him and his family tremendous. Let me tell you something else, too. Now write this down. Your habit of starting and stopping and quitting things like that will spread over into your children. Because you're the greatest example your kids got. If you're doing this today and that tomorrow, and next week you're doing another thing, and then another thing come up, let me tell you something. Your kids are going to, you're going to see, it's going to manifest in your kids, and you'll be like, man, where did that come from? You did that. Kids need to see you be consistent at some things. Amen. Yeah, you're going to switch from one job to the next job. You could, that's going to happen. But you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things that you deem to be important, right? The things that God put you on. And you need to show your kids how to be consistent. You need to show your kids how to, if they commit to something, they need to do it. Nothing lasts forever, right? But we know that when, when a person just flaky, jumping in and out of stuff left and right, we don't want to be like that. Leaders can't be that way. Because not only are your kids looking, people that, uh, other people that, that you're uh, serving, right, they're going to see the same thing. They need to see us be consistent. We need to be consistent. And I'm going to tell you something. And some of us have never seen uh, people be consistent. Right? So it hadn't been modeled in front of us. And so it's very difficult for us to to do that. I was one that it wasn't modeled in front of. So I was I was that guy at one time. I jumped from this thing to that thing to the next thing. Right? I, that was me. And so, but then I had to learn. I told them the same thing. I said, man, I got to learn what it looks like to see something all the way through. I got to I got to know what it looks like. I seen what quitting looks like. I seen what giving up looks like. And just because, so let me tell you something. Let me let me protect y'all. Just because somebody comes and presents something to you that sounds exciting, you don't jump on everything somebody come with. Amen. Right. Amen. Yep. The Bible talks about people having itching ears. 
people having itching ears uh, uh, and, and following every wind of doctrine, man. It's the same with, with, with projects or anything or where you're serving, where you're going to church at, man. Listen, we, we, right now, we still kind of honeymooning a little bit, right? I ain't done nothing to really make y'all mad, right? And y'all, y'all ain't really done nothing to make me mad. But it, it inevitably will happen. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, so listen, when you go to the, you skip over to the next church. I think you said that last the week, last week you were talking about going from one church to the next. One of y'all was, right? He, he preached about it. Right. So when you go to the next place, inevitably, because the dude ain't God, oh, that's yeah. the pastor over there, yeah. right? He going to do something to make you mad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The dude ain't God. The dude's a dude. You know, all of us, as anointed as we may be. We ain't God, right? And we, you know, we. And let me tell you something else. When God puts you in leadership and gives you, lets you be close to leaders, He's trusting you with some of their faults. He's trusting you with some of their imperfections, right? Because they are imperfect, and somebody got to see it at some point because they need help from people, right? So us in this room, I mean, you know, nobody in here is perfect. And so somebody going to see that they ain't perfect at some time. But it's, it's not for you to, oh, you know, go talking about them, talking to the other people. I mean, talk to each other, of course, if you got some kind of issue, talk to each other. But the people that we're serving, they, they ain't ready for all that. You know, they're not ready for, uh, for me to go say something negative about Big Gib or something like that. If there's something simple that Big Gib got going that irritates me. They're not ready for my gossip. And so, so when I teach them, when I go down uh, and say that, then I'm teaching them really because, man, I'm telling you, they look at the leaders. If Listen, let me tell you something else. When you're around me, they assume that you're a certain level of spirituality. People that sit on the front with me, my, my kids, they assume a certain level of spirituality. My boys, my boys come and visit, they sit with me. They're not, not 100% where they need to be. Not, I ain't gonna go with percentages. But then, <laughs> come here. Little people. Little people. Little people. When my boys come down, you know, my boys have heard, my boys know, you know, or anybody that comes sit up there. If there's a guest come sit with me, uh, we had a, a situation uh, here recently that uh, somebody that I know that I was I was ministering to, and then Pastor Ben was ministering to him, uh, Lenny was ministering to him, and so this person, you know, we, we prayed for him, and the person, uh, you know, had a, some moments of, let's say, there was moments of uh, negative integrity, uh, and... Uh, and did something wrong, and I mean, they got arrested for the stuff, you know, and, and hurt one of one of uh, the person in our group. But let me tell you something, man. If before you start putting money into somebody, something, or jump jump on a situation with somebody, just because you see them sitting with me, or you see them sitting yeah. with them, or they, hey, man, you need to ask somebody, yeah. right? You need to ask somebody because anybody can come sit with me. It's just a chair. <laughs> right, it's just a chair, man. It's true. Yeah, yeah. That don't mean that don't mean they got it together. You know, yeah. You know, it don't, it don't matter. So I always. Coming to visit, I told him I said, 
You come as you are, wear whatever you want, let me wear something. I said, we don't have assigned seats, you know what I'm saying? And she was like, oh, okay. She's like, you know, because I go to this one church, and I sit in the same place all the time, and I kind of get upset because I was there. And I was like, well, that's it from the jump. I told all our people, we don't have assigned seats here. So if somebody's sitting where you usually sit, it's just a chair. There'll be a time when they'll be standing in the back, yeah. right? <laughs> we, we, we need to recognize that. We need to know that. Don't jump to assumptions because you see somebody with me. You know, because I mean, my and I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm friends with our landscaper dude. That's my, that's one I consider him to be a friend. Yeah. Right. I don't know everything he does, but he's my friend when he comes around here. Yeah. Right. I had a, it was a homeless dude that was my friend. <laughs> I would, when he come by, I would feed him food. Hey, his name was Mark. He died. And so I went over to the funeral home to, to try to, uh, you know, they, they were trying to get benefits for him and prove who he was. I went over there, and I was deeply saddened, and I, that was my friend. If he wanted to come to church, he could come sit with me in the front. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, you, uh, have him looking at your investment portfolio, <laughs> right, just because he's sitting with me. Yeah. All right? So we, we have to get that straight, too, right, understand that, that sometimes there's going to be people around Check it out. Somebody come at you with something. You know, I, I did. I talked about the book of Nehemiah. I don't know if that was in, in service or in a, that was a men's meeting. Mm-hmm, yeah. But in Nehemiah, they went to go rebuild the wall. And there came the distractions from the work. Right? So people people going to always come with something. Always got some kind of distraction that, you know, they're going to come. Because they're not where they should be. And they're one of them people that's jumping around. Back and forth doing this, that, and the other. Can't make up their mind what they want to do, right? And they may present something to you, and you you take off on this thing and totally cost yourself all kinds of time, you know, where God had you going. You got to, you got to, and the thing about that is not necessarily, well, I'm going to go ask the pastor. You can come ask me, right? But you need to pray. You know what I mean? You need to pray that you can hear God and and do the things that God wants you to do and go and and be where he wants you to be. Right? So, uh, Second Timothy, First Timothy, chapter one, verse four, it says this. He says, "Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions, uh, rather than ungod, rather than godly edifying, which is, uh, which is in faith. So do." Verse five. Now the end of the commandment is clarity and a pure heart, and of a good conscience, and a faith unfeigned, from which some, having swerved aside. Unto vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. So he's, he's telling Timothy, he's writing notes. This is kind of a leadership thing, right? Mm-hmm. Teaching him, growing him into a leader. Listen, don't go for everything somebody come come with. Right. It'll lead you over into a ditch, right? So they say, <laughs> the blind leading the blind, they both fall into a ditch. They both. So somebody come and they got some information they want you, they want. Uh, to present to you whatever that may, whatever that looks like, whether that's somebody coming to Ryan and say, "Look, Ryan, we're going to start this business." You know, you know, you heard about the the, uh, the wall hog problem they have out here in the country, and so what I, what I'm doing is I'm going out and finding these wild hogs. Now it'd be different if they say we we, we got a meat packing plant and, plant and we cutting the hogs up, but he says I'm going to try to present this deal to Google, and I'm going to go out and pin these trackers on these wild hogs. And I believe that, that, that they're going to help us survey the wild landscape of country that Google cars don't cover. Right? <laughs> and so I need you to invest, make an investment of 10 grand to the. You know what I'm saying? You know, then you need to say, hey, uh, we might not want to do that. 
Okay. Right. You don't. Everything. People always got something going on, man. Yeah. Right. And I'm and being around church. Have y'all experienced that in church? Yes, sir. People will show up at church. Oh, yeah. With stuff for two reasons. There's a lot of people at church, yep. and they feel like church people are gullible. Yep. Yep. That's right. I have people all the time coming and want me to, hey, look, multi level market. No, we ain't doing that cheap. We just sell Jesus over here in barbecue. Amen. <laughs> but I had, to, I had to be burned by that and make mistakes with that before to come to this point. So Ed, just because somebody come up with something, we don't go with everything somebody come up with, right? That's right. Amen. Uh, let's go. Let's look at First uh, Timothy chapter three. First Timothy chapter three. Pastor Mary, you fine. You can start reading it. Starting at verse one. You got it? Buddy? No. All right. Three. Got it. And I be okay? That's cool. Here is a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, and he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with the outsiders. Remember what he said? He be a recent convert. Okay? That's the danger of, and and we'll talk, Pastor Ben and I, and... and, uh, Pastor Lori uh, and the ladies have talked about people that who we're gonna have somebody when people have people speak, right? You got to consider where somebody's at, amen. Right? And you don't want to put them in that that position, and it ain't their heart may be in the right place, but they may not be ready right now. And remember what I said: you don't want to start stuff you can't you can't finish. Okay. Now, uh, if I'm not, I'm talking about somebody who's like we don't know nothing about. Right. All right. That's why I don't have people. Yeah, you don't know nothing about. Them. Uh, we know them. Whatever we got history, got relationship. That's a different thing. You don't know the person. They just showed up down. Because I get, I had a guy come one time. I, I had two guys since I've been here. Hey man, I want to come in. I want to speak. And listen, man, I don't know you. Exactly. I don't know you. I don't know your mama. I don't know nobody in your your household. I had that same conversation this morning, right, Mister? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Mama. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't know the people, so you don't. You don't want to do that because you don't want to subject your people to uh, wrong teaching. Yeah, wrong teaching, wrong information. You don't uh, want to do that. Unfortunately, a lot of people, you know, they have uh, ulterior motives, and so they might come at you kind of. Meek and mm-hmm. you know, and and it's like, but behind the scenes, they're they're uh, they, they don't have good intentions. No, I've had people uh, at this church. I remember this one guy that when you said that, um, that when I met him first, because um, he was here early, you hadn't showed up yet, and I was there, and he says something about um, he was looking for a church and he was new to the area. I mean, I was like, this is a good place. I'm trying to sell him on who we are and just kind of tell him about us because he sounds. And it's hard, like, yes, you know, like, I'm looking, I want to plug in. He said everything the right way. Mm-hmm. Then he met him, and he's telling him a different story. He's trying to get behind that mic. But I ain't in the church yet. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. I remember him. And then I was like, what? This is the same guy that I took. 
No, Pastor, because he goes, it was the same guy that you talked to. <laughs> and so he obviously had ulterior, ulterior motives. Yeah. Right. And so guess what, Pastor? You're like, did he want a church or not? No, because no. he never came back after that. Yeah. No, he didn't. There, there was a guy we saw on, we saw on Netflix. Yeah, right? We saw a guy on, on Netflix. It's a documentary of a preacher, and it said that this guy was as uh, influential in the civil rights movement as Martin Luther King. And me and Lori both, me and Pastor Lori, like, both, like, we never heard of this dude. And they showed videos of the dude had humongous following the people. It was like a million people. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of like a Jim Jones thing, but he was a different person. He was a black dude. Black like father guy. somebody. They called him father. They called him father. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I know what you know what I'm Whoa. Yeah. They called him father somebody. Father. And they yeah. said the reason why probably a lot of he's not more well known is that he, he would say that he was God. God. Yeah. Exactly. And they actually had it on there. They had it on their God, and they had a picture of him. They they lived in this big, huge mansion. Compound. It was a big mansion compound on big old acres and acres. And they lived there from forever. Like, they started there. They grew old. Every, so it was like generations was, of people. He was uh, falling off of, uh, fel, uh, what's his name, uh, Felcom. Right. He was, wow. They called oh, him. Oh, he sure was. They yeah, called him God. Like, God. They call him father. They call him father. father. And father, father, father. father, father that, and, and we please the father. And, I mean, and he, was, this dude's dead, and he still got some old folks still. Oh. Yep. Wow. This was like in the sixties. That's some serious influence. That's some influence. Yes. Okay, so you said you heard what he just said. <laughs> and that's some serious influence. Yeah. Yep. Right, man. Listen, <clears throat> it's dangerous, and you have to watch over people. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we do. Right, you have to watch people because you don't want that. You don't want your people to be led astray. People who don't have enough information exactly. to be given wrong information. Exactly. Right. You, even even now. Yeah, you're right. In, in a situation that, that, and I'm talking about uh, us church in general. Yeah. And you know we've been we've been in church, been in church we've been in church all our lives. Yeah. You know you you you're, as a leader you need to watch. Need to watch around, not just him. Yeah. Watch around, uh-huh. because uh, what what usually happens when somebody walks in to let's say they walk in today across church, they don't know anything about it, but then also they see fat floors, smoke house, they see what's going on, yada 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 yada, and they're going, well, what about the church? Where are the people at the church? Where why is the church growing? And we ran into ran into situations like that that they'll come in and they'll start a little bit at a time to start a mite. It's like a mite. They start nitpicking, 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 and they start, and all of a sudden people go, well, wait a minute, yeah, you're right. It's all fat floors and 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 floors and floors and what about the church? And all of a sudden they start taking focus on And that's what leaders need to watch, that when that happens, that you become your radars stick up because as leaders we protect the man the woman of God mm-hmm. and we stop gossip amen and sometimes you have to stop gossip I've, I've done it many times amen. to where they're walking and they're talking about the pastor well what was that again and when they do when you do that they they know that you're serious about God's business and about God's house and about God so that, that's that's the thing that you're saying, you know, influence. Yeah. That influence is, is, is what we're taking. You, you, you do. I'm glad you brought that up. I one right by yeah. you. You do have to be mindful and have to be watchful of 
little chatter, Excellent. whether it's about the leadership or about somebody else in the church. People don't care what they tear up. They just they just want to tear up something. Exactly. And But as far as us, again, that's why I wanted to do this meeting with us. Uh, I was talking to, Pastor Ben was in my office, and we was talking to a lady this week that we're going to meet with about this youth event that we're putting together. And so uh, she said in her conversation, she said, uh, we were talking about some of the events that we did before and some of the things that they have done. And she said something to the effect of, you know, why is... Uh, why isn't there more of these things going on now? You mm-hmm. know, and I told her, I said it's simple. Nobody got no money. Yeah. You know, I said it's not sustainable, right? Uh, you can do things for a little while, and that's we have that understanding. We have that revelation. You can you can pitch in some money and, and do an event here or do something there, but if you don't have a, a sustainable a supply of income, then you you're only going to be so effective. Exactly. Period. That's what it's going to be. Because listen. Every move you make, it costs money. Amen. This lunch today costs money. It wasn't but a hundred bucks, but it costs money. Yes, sir. Right? When you, yes, when sir. you, when everybody that got here from their home, it costs you money to come here. Yes, sir. In your gas, in your car, whatever, <clears throat> clothes that you put on, everything costs money. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's uh, something again called sustainability. That means that can you keep this up? Right? So when you start something, you want to be able to keep it up. In all of our life, that, that one thing has shut us down from doing some of the greatest things is money. And so when we come out here and uh, the Lord begins to, to whisper to me and tell me, hey, listen, keep doing what you've been doing. I've given you something to undergird. All of us in, in this room, so you can be able to shut it down, if that type of conversation comes up, understand that's all this is. This is a tool to generate money. To Listen, and we ain't, we ain't even married to that building over there. We ain't married to that building. That's right. Right? Wherever, wherever God takes us to best serve him and his people is what we do. Now, some people that go here, they they that. If I start talking about that building, yeah. but I tell you what, I'm ready to have that fight with them, though. Exactly. Right? Because, listen, whatever if God says there's a better place and a better way, mm-hmm. then, then we're going to take that route. And he's going to pay for it. Right? Yeah. So that's the only thing on my mind is being able to do ministry. I really believe that. I'm trusting God that in my lifetime I'll, I will spend a billion dollars on evangelism and missions. That don't mean I'm going to give it all away. That means making movies, giving some of it away, putting up billboards, doing concerts. I believe that. So understand that that's what that's what Fat Floors is about. That's what and and that's the first thing. Again, I, what did I say? I said that uh, winning looks different to somebody that's used to losing, right? And so because a lot of and people in church, you're talking about people used to lose, and church people used to lose, right? And so they'll keep on doing something dumb just because that's the only thing they know. Yeah, that's all we've done. Right? That's all we've all, always done. And so, but I'm not like that. I don't have that issue. If it ain't working, I ain't doing it. Yeah. We, was, we were talking about this uh, concert, this youth thing we're trying to do, and how, you know, somebody came up, you know, how are we going to promote it? And so I was like, man, well, hey, we just take some money and go to the radio station and not KSBJ. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll go to 97.9 The Box because it mm-hmm. comes all the way out to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Why would you take the Lord's money over yeah. there? Because the Lord would take his money over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that, the people you're trying to reach, that's the only way they're going to hear it. Yeah. Right? So, uh, and again, people gave Jesus problems, man, with the way he rolled. Mm-hmm. Why are you going in that house with them ungodly yeah. people, you know, this, that, and the other? And then he started, had to start telling them a story. 
You know, I can't even say the sick. The well don't need a doctor. It was two brothers. That's why he told that whole story. Jesus, if Jesus was alive today, he would catch so much flack from church people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Behind what he did. They told him when the, when the prostitute came, sir, holy man, if you knew who this chick was, you wouldn't be let her uh, be at your feet. Mm-hmm. They always gave him problems. Mm-hmm. Always. In fact, who do you think it was that killed church our people. Savior? Yeah. Church people. Church people killed him. Yeah. It wasn't the sinners. Mm-hmm. The church people said, we've always done it this way, sir. Bunch of religious folk. Religious folk. And we're yeah. going to keep doing it this way. We're going to still trying to kill Still trying to kill him. So that's not what we're about. We're about making an impact. Paul said this, I've become all things to all men that I can save some, but mm. I will not cross the line of sin. Mm-hmm. I won't go into sin, but I will become, to this person, I'll become to find some common ground. So I understand that's the root of what we're doing. That's who I am and whatever. Uh, Chad and Michelle, the new couple that sit in the back, the, the, the ball guy and his wife, she told me the other day, she said, uh, uh, she's talking about their son coming from Alaska mm-hmm. and she told me she said uh, she said I think my son he would connect with you you dress just like he do <laughs> I said yep and I do it on purpose right because when we first got here we had several of our seniors die man and they, I'm talking about that's how we lost them. some membership people died there was a lot of older people going here and so to me I want to uh, man when, when somebody younger or somebody uh that, that ain't been in church all their life coming here, I want them to be able to relate. So I do this on purpose. I do almost everything on purpose. The way I move, the way I talk, when I'm in an environment, I do it on purpose. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and my kids was telling me the other day that there's a girl, uh, some singer, uh, ra- uh, rapper girl, Cardi B is her name. Ain't never heard none of her music. But they, but they say that the girl... I had a record-breaking crowd at the rodeo. Oh, yeah. At the livestock show and rodeo. Oh, yeah. A female, I don't know if she black or mixed. She's, black. she's mixed. Mixed black and white? She's mixed. Yeah. Right? She's mixed. How do you know? He's in the know. He's in the know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... I mean, she, tell me. <laughs> I interrupted some of my family when... <laughs> she's way out there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, they say she's way out there. Yeah. They say no. she's way out there. I've never heard of Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you can. You don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's came out on stage before with like horns and you know repping Satan oh, straight up. Yes. Oh yeah. It's not just that the crowd that walks with her. She's. But but she's, but look at the kind of influence yeah, that it had. That kind of it. It goes back to that. That had that kind of record breaking. She well, the, with a strong influence, so strong that even a week when she did the rodeo. The, the whole days after it was nothing but Cardi B parties and parties and that's how much influence oh yeah oh, it was just, bad just influence on adults you're talking about influence on you're talking about maybe 18 on down that's where it's at that it was I mean, it like was five. Oh, oh yeah. One of my mom's friends took her daughter yeah. five yeah. to the concert and yeah. posted a video of her five-year-old singing every single word. Ain't that something? Look, man. I've never even heard one of her songs, but I know oh, it's like She's fat. Yeah. We was at. We was at. I don't know why. Oh, how long was at this thing? I think we went to go meet somebody, but it was a warehouse live. They was having a concert, and this guy by the name of T Pain was there. Yeah. And uh, T Pain made this strong the song that got very popular called "I'm in Love with a Stripper," mm-hmm. right? Everybody heard somebody say something, and so you know I'm there, and it was most. <laughs> 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 well, 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 
with a separate Cardi B. Man, what's really going on there? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so listen. They're evangelizing. Listen. So we're there. We're, we're there. And, and there's nothing but mamas and daughters there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mamas and, and young teen daughters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so he, because of the average age of the people that was there, I don't know how they did it at the rodeo, but he couldn't say some of the words. So it was some law or something. He couldn't say some of the he words of the song. So he, would, so he would drop out in the song yeah. and the let the crowd sing say the, the, yeah. the words. Of. Well, they're wow. enticing with the music and the beat. A lot of times, you know, then they learn the lyrics. Yeah. Oh no, these ever oh. seen the song? I mean, in, on on every news station had five, ten, and twelve. Oh, you know that song? Yeah, and I'm going. And look at they the Super Bowl. The look, the Super Bowl is supposed to be like a family thing. And oh. all the sports events, they always having to bleep out and, and drop out the, vo- the audio yeah. on their song. But I'm making the point that this is this is <laughs> hip hop and like the rap culture. Is not like rap culture. It's co- it's part of mainstream right. life. It's mainstream, now. Yeah. It's mainstream life. All of the commercials, Domino's Pizza, anything you look on there, the, all of the beats for whatever. It's not a subgenre anymore. You got dudes riding big wheels with gold teeth in their mouth doing Mountain Dew commercial. This is <laughs> this is what it is, man. It ain't in the back seat no more. It's, it's, that's what it is. So so, and I'm talking about even people out here. You you around out here? They might have cowboy boots on. They and listen to hip hop. When I was at Walmart, pickup truck had the horns and everything on it. And there was a, there was a Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> and he passed by and he yeah. a cowboy and I'm going. Oh, yeah. I thought I was in the country. No, man. No, in a country? They don't even live in the country. It's called hip hop now. Hip hop. They got that too. Hip hop. Hip hop. Country singing is even going with the country. Yeah. The yeah, they had to change it. So, so the point I'm making is this. I've come to the revelation that what they go to their phone to look at and to find may be exactly what God's bringing out to Cleveland. All of us are sea folks. Maybe they don't want a country church no more. But that's all that's out here is country church. Yeah. So maybe they want, maybe they want to be around some city folks. You know what I mean? So, like I said, that's who I am. And and, and let it be that. But, um, I forgot what point I was. Oh, yeah, so listen. I, I do stuff on purpose. I'm going to be me on purpose. Because they got enough cowboys out here. I ain't a good cowboy. <laughs> I try. I ain't a good cowboy. Now, I like my boots and stuff like that, but that's not, I'm not the best cowboy. So this is who we're going to be because it's intentional about winning people and and we need to represent that. Some people I would I would notice because I didn't used to put my picture on stuff on Facebook, and people would come into church and they was obviously looking for something that we didn't have. Right. Right. Because they didn't know who was here or what was here. Right. And so they came in looking for something like old and what it used to be, you know. And uh, so we have to we have to be proud of who we are and what it is. What are we? I don't know. We're a bunch of different people. We're a bunch of different people of different races, different backgrounds, and whatever that comes out to look like is what it is. And right. we're not going to try to be something else, are we not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. We just need some Asian people. Right. We'll let you kick them. We'll let you kick them one big time. Yeah, beat them up with you. Let me wrap up with this. I'm going to go over this. Now, the rest of what I'm going to go over with, this is I wanted to cover some 
like make sure we're on the same page from a mindset for us. But the rest of what I'm going to go over with is I'm going to go over uh, uh, that leaders must display strength and courage, right? Got to display strength and courage. So um, there's some concepts that I'm going to go over with uh, under that heading. I'm not going to get them all day, but some of them are leaders lead, uh, leaders take hits, right? Leaders don't panic when they take hits. Right when something bad goes happen as a leader, you can't you can't be tripping and, and be scared, and everybody else see you scared, and what you think gonna happen to them? Yeah. They sure gonna be scared, right? Uh, leaders turn to God when they take hits or they feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Right? Examples of that. We're gonna go over some examples of that over there right now. Okay. Another thing is that leaders have Pauls, Caleb's, Jethro's. Titus is also to talk to when they get hurt or overwhelmed. You got somebody to talk to. These type of people, you're gonna have somebody you can go to because you you may be the leader, but you ain't invincible. That's right. All right. Uh, leaders have to develop followers. Hmm. Leaders care about the people they are leading. Leaders nurture those that they're leading. Leaders serve the people that they're leading. The leader ain't the boss or the pimp, mm-hmm. right? You're serving the people. Right, so it, it goes like this. As you look at a, uh, a organizational chart in the kingdom, it may go like this. You have the, the leader with the pastor is me at the top, but my, but my organizational chart don't look like that. Mine looks like this. I'm at the bottom and I serve the people. So the people understand that I'm the primary responsible party, but I understand that I'm here to serve the people. I'm at the bottom. Okay, so I do what's in the best interest of the people. Um. Leaders protect the people they're leading from wolves. Mm, mm-hmm. That's good. Right? Leaders protect the people they're leading uh, from other sheep that get out of line. Come on. Leaders empower the people they're leading through motivation, training, and coaching. Right? So we don't just want to be, well, I'm a leader around here. I'm not going to help you develop yourself or nothing like that. If we, if we get so many leaders that there's not enough room over here, uh, for leaders, then we'll start a second campus and do another one. You know what I mean? And, and have cross church part two somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Uh, leaders allow the people they're leading to make mistakes. Yeah. People going to mess up, they're going to make mistakes. God lets everybody do that. He lets you do it, and you got to let people do it. Amen. Amen. Leaders, <laughs> leaders teach uh, in teachable moments. <laughs> when something's going on, Leaders take the time to explain, hey, look, this is how that goes. So some of that's going to be transparency of, of sometimes when you blew it or you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we don't want to tell them everything, but, you know, use some discretion, but teachable moments. <laughs> all right? Uh, submit to authorities uh, leading them, all right? Understand that they are soldiers in authority and under authority. So as a leader, you're in authority, but you're also under authority. Amen. Okay. You, you, we reap what we sow. The reason why I have all of you great, outstanding people in this room with me right now is because of the way that I followed and supported my pastor. The reason, and that's Pastor Rodriguez, the reason that Big reason why I'm in this building is because of my relationship with Pastor Swan. Amen. My favorite is my, Pastor Swan. So, 
it pays off to be faithful. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Uh, you reap what you sow. Uh, all flow down from the head. Right? Amen. So, the, the, and this is one thing that we talked about some, and I forgot where we were. I think it was the men's meeting, too. We had some good discussion in the meeting. Uh, that just because the favor that God puts on me is not only for me, right? It's for everybody. It's for everybody connected to me. So, I, I'll give you an example of what that looks like. Uh, Rob, my friend Rob, that worked with me for a number of years, Rob met his wife uh, through a casting call that we had for, for one of the TV show callers we were doing. He met his wife, and how many kids they got? 20 now? They got four babies because Rob was faithful in, in his service to me and serving God. His whole his family, which is beautiful family, came out of that. And I know many people that uh, are, are together because of that. Uh, uh, businesses, relationships. This guy's going to the football game, the AM uh, football game with Pastor Bob. My relationship with Pastor Bob ain't yep. just for me, right? And so that's the thing. Understand that I can't, do, I can't have everything, do everything. But what usually happens a lot of times is that somebody, somebody that jealousy, the devil put jealousy in the midst and say, I can do what you do. Mm-hmm. Right, and at some point you need to. You, if if God wants you to do, it, yeah. <laughs> so that we can have our job is done. Right. <laughs> at some point, you know, again, I, I don't know who in this room may pastor or whatever, but don't don't hurt yourself by not being faithful while you're serving. Right. Don't right. Always, uh, yeah, always serve and sow. That way, you got good people following you. But whatever God uh, does for me is not just for me. Whoever we, the ministry that happens from the pulpit. They didn't know. I don't think y'all knew them before y'all came here, right? No. no. Okay, but I, I guarantee you they've been, they've been blessed by their ministry and vice versa, mm-hmm. right? So, so the relationships, I didn't I didn't know. Uh, well, I knew, I knew of y'all, but I didn't know y'all uh, like like I do now. But, I mean, I got that from them. So submission so is, is, is not just, it happens at different times through different people. When you come up here and you, you work on something, I don't say, well, uh, I think we ought to do it this way or that. Uh, stuff that you know, I submit to you, right? And I get the blessing of what you know. That's right. Amen. Right? So that's the way submission works. You submit, you get the blessing of the person that's leading that in that situation, that scenario. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> whatever, whatever it's it may be. It's God's principle. Yeah, it's God's principle. And, and listen, let me tell you something. You, whatever is, we have people follow us. What you sow is what you're going to reap. You start having a hard time with your people, your people talking crazy to you, we're going to know something. We're going to know you've been talking crazy at some point, right? So uh, you're going to reap what you, what you sow. And I think the last thing is, the Bible says this, if, uh, how can, who, who will give to you that which is your own if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's? So God says that for me to give you something, you have to sow something into somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Right? And I can't even stop God's blessing from you. The leader can't stop God from blessing you. If I if I try to uh, mistreat you, manipulate you, or something some way like that, God will move me out of the way. God, I can't stop your blessing. What God's got for you, the person that you're following, they can't take it from you. They can't do it. God, I'll get in trouble with God. God will cause my world to crumble if I mistreat y'all. Mm-hmm. Amen. So so you just do the right thing. You be faithful where you're serving. God, your blessing is going to make its way to you. 
Right? Ain't nobody going to stop that. Amen. Nobody can stop that but you. Right? And uh, and this is what we need to, to, what we need to, the legacy we need to establish and we need to leave amongst. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you. Everybody say thank you to Maurice. Thank Bye you. <laughs> and so with that. Uh, can I, I read yeah, go, go ahead. Um, it's um, Hebrews 12 in the message, and it's called Discipline in a Long Distance Race. It says, do you see what, what this means, all these pioneers who blaze the way, all these veterans cheering us on? It means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this, this race that we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. That long litany of hostility he plowed through that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. And in this all-out match against sin, others have suffered far worse than you. To say nothing of what Jesus went through. All that bloodshed. So don't feel sorry for yourselves or have you forgotten how good parents treat children and that God regards all of you as his children? Uh, My dear children, don't shrug off God's discipline. Don't and don't be, but don't be crushed by it either. It, uh, It is... It's the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces that he also corrects. God is educating you that why you must never drop out. He's treating you as a dear as dear tr- children. Ugh, dear children. That was hard. Um, this uh, this trouble you're uh, in isn't punishment. It's training. The normal experience of children only irresistible only irresponsible parents leave children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? We respect our own parents for training and not spoiling us. So why not embrace God's training so that we can truly live? While we were children, our parents did what seemed best to them. But God is doing what is best for us, training us to live God's holy best. At the, at the time, discipline isn't much fun. It always feels like it's going against the grain. Later, of course, it pays off handsomely. For this is well, for it's the well-trained who find themselves mature in a relationship with God. So don't sit around on your hands. No more dragging your feet. Clear the path for long-distance runners so uh, no one will trip and fall. So no one will step in a hole and sprain an ankle. Help each other out and run for it. Work in getting along with each other and with God. Otherwise, you'll never get much of a glimpse of God. Make sure no one gets left out of God's generosity. Keep a sharp sharp eye out for the weeds of bitter discontent. A thistle or two gone to seed can ruin a whole garden in one time. Watch out for the Esau syndrome. Mm -hmm. Trading away God's longtime gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. Mm. You... You well know that Esau later regretted that impulsive act and what God's bless and wants wanted God's blessing, but by then it was too late. Tears and no tears. Tears or no tears. Anyway, I wanted to say that because as leaders, this is what we go through. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you go through the pity party, sometimes you go through nitpicking, sometimes but 
don't do that. Don't, don't. I love what he said about this Esau thing. Yeah. Watch out for the Esau syndrome. Trading away God's long, lifelong gift in order to satisfy a short-term appetite. In other words, don't grow weary in your well-doing because your due season will come. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It will, it will, God. Uh, 